0: My name is Joe De Vera actually I was born in the Philippines came to America when I was three uh my mother uh was fortunate enough uh my mother had eight brothers and sisters uh, father had nine so we were the only family from our both our collective families to come to America she was a nurse and was brought to America during the Vietnam War because there was a shortage of nurses much like what's happening today right with COVID-19 and they always going to be a shortage of nurses and so uh she came to America with uh, the the promise of bringing able to, being able to bring her family to America after she spent time in, in America after of about eighteen months working in the VA hospitals, which then gave our family the citizenship green cards and, and so forth to get us here. So I grew up in Long Beach, California, okay. uh, and uh, you know loved California and uh, went to UCLA, uh, which is uh, was my dream school. And there I met my wife Emily, who actually grew up here. Uh, in Boise. Uh, she uh, went to Capitol High School, graduated and went down to UCLA. We met what, in college. What year did she graduate? Uh, she graduated uh, eighty seven from Capitol High School. Okay, I graduated 91, so she just well, missed me. Oh, was at Capitol as well? Yeah. All right, yeah. good. She had a she had a younger sister, uh, Sarah Miller, who oh, I believe yeah. uh, you might know. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Emily Miller Welcome to the podcast uh, <laughs> of How Small Is Idaho, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, there you go <laughs> i guess you can call me i'm the kevin bacon of idaho maybe you are so uh, so yeah so uh so uh, so sarah's my sister-in-law Emily's my wife uh we met uh, uh down in college i was in a fraternity she was in a sorority and uh and during uh, one dinner when i took her out she uh basically told me she didn't want to raise her family uh in california i thought she was crazy and because i love california Long story short. Uh, here I am you in Ida life more than California Joe. Yeah, I, I found, yeah <laughs> definitely. It, it was the best move ever, yeah. not just obviously meeting and meeting Emily and marrying her and raising our eventually moving to Idaho 20 years ago, raising our four kids here. Uh, but uh, you know Emily was was definitely a person that, that still today gives me a lot of perspective on life. Uh, it, it like we, we came from different backgrounds. you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm from an immigrant uh, uh, family. I uh, grew up in, you know, really, really kind of tough times uh, being an immigrant and living in, you know, a big city like Long Beach, right. which wasn't the, the, the easiest city to, to, to grow up in. I went to Long Beach Poly High School before I went to UCLA where I tell my kids and the kids that I coach basketball, I also coach basketball, that every day at school I had to walk through a metal detector. Um, it which you know, uh, so now walking through metal detectors isn't a big deal for me whereas with other people, they never seen one or, or had right. to deal with it. If they, now they do with, when they go to the airports, obviously with TSA, but but yeah, every day it was a daily event for me to have to, you know, walk in to a school to say, all right, the reason why the metal detectors there is because people are bringing in bad things and right. we had to deal with that. And I saw bad things on a, almost on a daily basis. And so that was, I guess, part of what made me who I am today. Going to UCLA was definitely a big part of, of me uh uh when, when in my fraternity brothers i'm still very close to them it's, it was kind of a neat experience for me uh people asked me what i learned in college and besides maybe some of the fun stuff we did <laughs> that maybe helped show up who i that's a different podcast joe it is a different podcast maybe maybe during happy hour but but no uh but really uh you know what what what, what it taught me uh, being in a fraternity uh and i don't know chad if, if you were in a fraternity uh when you're in college uh there's this thing called rush where you had to go in and uh and both a when you're not a member of the fraternity you had to in essence sell yourself as a person as a good fit to that fraternity and then when you were in the fraternity as a brother uh the rushes would come in and you would have to make a very quick decision uh if, if you read the book uh, by, by Malcolm Gladwell blank you know it's that fast filtering system that you kind of build up and generate over time right uh to decide all right this person is a good person I trust him or her and I want to do business with them spend time with them they're going to Provide some value to me as a person, uh, and I want to provide value to them, to kind of, you know, work together with them over time. And, and, and with, with fraternities and sororities, it's kind of the same thing. You're basically deciding, because, you know, because at least I took the, the, the phrase brotherhood very, very seriously. Uh, and some people, you know, they, they joke about it, laugh about it, and I understand that. Because, you know, there's some bad stuff out there and some people that are infantry stories have made some bad decisions. But anyway, so uh, that was, I think, a big part of what made me who I am today was the ability to, A, market myself to people and speak uh, extemporaneously. Just quickly say, all right, here's who I am and here's what I'm about and what I believe in. Uh, And then, B, uh, make decisions quickly with people to kind of decide, all right, this person is really listening to me. They really are engaging or they're not and i think the older we get uh, at least for me my wife has told me i've gotten a little less maybe tolerant over time uh (laughs) just because you know it's you know the older you get you have more stuff or people to you you or you talk to and so i'm having to be a little more decisive that way but uh bottom line i think the key thing for me is Trying my best with a, with you know because everyone is is compressed with time to really listen to people and really really lock into what we're they're saying, and then quickly have at least an initial understanding of your path of how to best help them, right. uh, quickly uh, instead of doing what typical bankers do, which which I call death by a thousand paper cuts. Right, uh, which which is basically all right. I'll ask up, your yeah. questions? Fill yeah, they'll, they'll drag yeah. you along, Because right. you know bankers love you know. I joke about it because I've been doing it for so long. Because it's true, I guess. We love to take you to lunch and take you out golfing and Fill all the that. Mine and dine you yeah. until at the end, you know what? We can't help you. Yeah. And so I think that was one of the key factors of, of me learning, uh, of of uh, of how to best you know take care of people and not even knowing I was going to get into financial. uh uh, the financial services world and so during college i I started working in a bank i thought i was going to be an attorney realized that that the the law uh, world didn't fit me when i worked for an attorney as 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 an intern for a bit fell backwards into banking as a teller um answering phones for a branch manager in a a branch uh, in beverly hills you know just just because there's an office available there a job opportunity uh and then just kind of worked my way up uh, the chain uh for I went, by the time I graduated, I became uh, a management trainee for Bank of America uh, down in L.A. and then uh, ended up moving to Seattle because uh, uh, my then fiance, now-wife Emily, got into a, the master's program at University of Puget Sound, so we decided to move up there. I joined up with Washington Mutual Bank and uh, started with Mom, WAMU and their management training program uh, for a couple years uh, in the federal way at Tacoma offices. Uh, then moved uh, to Portland, where I uh, ran branches for Washington Mutual for about eight years, and then WAMU uh, transferred me or had me, uh, gave me an opportunity to move here to Boise in 2000 to run the Boise Town Square office for them. Okay. That's what got us to Boise, and after three years, you know, WAMU was experiencing amazing growth. That was during the, the craziness heyday uh, of uh, you know of uh, of, uh, of lending. And banking and uh, you know everyone thought that it could not end. Right. No one could do wrong. Right? right. And so at that point the, the bank was was expanding tremendously. Uh they wanted me to move back east. I had an opportunity to move to New Jersey, uh, Chicago, Atlanta. I passed on all of them. Uh the bank at that time then said, all right, if you keep passing. You know, you got to move up to move out. It was like an old GE saying, right? And, uh, <laughs> and so I didn't want to move out, so I couldn't move up. And so I decided to find something else to do to keep me in town, to kind of uh, maybe challenge me more than retail bank management. So I got into wealth management, did some investments, financial planning for a local uh, broker, uh, Bob Rathbone, did that for a few years and then missed banking. So go back into key, uh, banking with KeyBank, worked for mm-hmm. Joel Hickman. Uh mm-hmm. for a number of years. Joel's a great guy. Got recruited then by Washington Trust Bank and Dave Terrell. Worked there for uh, about six, seven years, and that was a good stint with Dave. And then that's when I ended up uh going more into the commercial real estate investor world. I was uh hired by A-10 Capital, run by Jerry Dunn and, 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 uh, and Ken Wilson, yep. uh, and uh worked for A-10 for about two and a half years uh, and, uh, learned a lot from them. Uh, it was a great experience, but that position had me move. Oh, not move. I'm sorry. Had me travel mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. I was, I was basically, my, my territory was pretty much the West coast minus Southern California. I had Oregon, Washington, Idaho, which there weren't many deals big enough to land here in Idaho. So I spent most of my time in Seattle, Portland, Sacramento, Oakland, uh, powwow to the Bay area. Uh, Let me guess, Emily yeah. wasn't a fan. She was not a fan. And yeah. my kids uh, weren't either, uh, you know, although maybe they won't admit it to you. Right. <laughs> but right. I think they did miss me. I was missing a lot of basketball games, you know, right. a lot of events. Uh, and my wife, Emily, she was definitely – she appreciated the fact that I was working, but, but I was gone a lot. And right. so I was on a plane um, every Sunday night heading to a city, a destination, and then coming home typically every, every, uh, every, every Wednesday or Thursday, trying to play catch up. And it was, right. you know, initially it was fun. And, and sure. I, like, I, like I told, uh, you know, Jerry and Ken at A10 when I decided to leave, I learned a lot cause you know, going from the owner occupied uh, lending world and banking to the commercial real estate investor world that A10 provided, um, you know, working, cause A10 did the value add non-recourse bridge financing. Uh, and so uh, uh, learning that world, and how investors think, is really where I cut my teeth on, uh, on and kind of the message that I've, I've kind of carried through into today. And so after a few years of that travel, got burned out, uh, went on, uh, joined a company called Veristone Capital, which is a hard money lender uh, based out of uh, Kirkland, Washington. Mm-hmm. Right now they're about a $150 million fund. I learned a lot from them, uh, Dimitri Vizis is one of the principals there I Learned a lot from Dimitri we're still friends uh and uh and uh did that for a couple of years uh and ran their fund uh here in Idaho they they basically portioned out about 20 million to lend here in Idaho to to build their hard money lending business here and to help them pr- pr- develop and produce uh the new construction hard money program that they now still offer uh helped them with you know understanding the credit side leverage points underwriting and then they already had the, the closing documents and such in place uh-huh. uh, to do that. So I kind of helped them develop that. Uh, and then led me to now I'm with Finance of America Mortgage. And so FAM is a company backed by Blackstone, one of the largest uh, home lenders, retail uh, and wholesale and reverse uh, mortgage lenders uh, in the country. Uh, and uh, they also had a division called Finance of America Commercial. Uh, which did lines of credit for fix and flip new construction, and also did a portfolio rental property loans as well. So that was my main focus.